Hey everyone, welcome to an episode of the 808 Podcast, podcast where we take business owners, CEOs, influencers, whoever I want. Six questions, I mean, four questions in eight minutes and eight seconds because 808 looks like Bob. And let's get to it. Question number one, in a few sentences, tell us who you are and what do you do? Uh, my name is John Morris. I'm the CEO of a management consultants company called Ramsey Innovations. We help companies grow faster. I founded another company 16 years ago with seed capital of $10,000 called Rise Interactive. I bootstrapped it to be one of the largest independent digital agencies. And I'm now taking that framework and helping others learn that framework so that they can grow faster in a more easier and more fun manner. Perfect, John. Question number two, what advice do you want to share? Go. So one of the things that is absolutely crucial to growing your organization is defining your target audience. And when it comes to defining your target audience, it starts with your budget. If you have a really small budget, do not try to create a global campaign and reach everybody. You want to get narrow as possible, be very focused on who you're trying to reach, why you're trying to reach them. Once you know who your target audience is, then what you need to do is make sure that your sales, your marketing, and your innovation is all tied to that target audience. Now, one of the things that I hear a lot is, does that mean that I have to say no to everybody? And the answer is not necessarily. There are two different types of ways of targeting. One is who you purposely go after versus who happens to call you. Right. So you might say someone is calling me, I can help them and I can offer them. That is different. That is fine to take that business if you want to in terms of your business model. But in terms of who your sales and your marketing and most importantly, your innovation should all be designed behind that target audience. So what I want you to be thinking about is when you're in that room and you're trying to win that business and they say, why should we hire you? If you're doing a really good job with your innovation, you're going to have a whole bunch of reasons why you are better than the competition, which is gonna make your sales and your marketing much more easier and much more effective. So I have a question for you about the, the niching part because I've yeah. seen some people that take that niching to the utter extreme. For example, yep. I had someone that they said they want to work with healthcare providers that want to write a book. Okay. Very, very small niche. Have you ever seen anyone else go too small of a niche? Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, two other things that I would think about when you're thinking about your target audience. The first thing is you want a large target audience where there is enough people for you to go after. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, which I believe is absolutely crucial, one of the most important things to growth is the industry that you choose. Okay. Uh, quick story. I used to do a ton of triathlons, triathlons, half Ironman, marathons. And one day I was doing a half Ironman. It was my first one ever actually. And it's a 56 mile bike ride. Right. And I'm biking out 28 miles and it is a brutal cold day, 30 uh, mm. mile per hour winds. And I averaged about 20 miles per hour when I was biking. The first 28 miles on one road going into the wind, I averaged six to eight miles per hour. On the way back, I was going 30 to 35 miles per hour. It is the same thing in business. Okay, so not only do you need to make sure that it's a large enough audience, so there's enough prospects to reach, but you are not going to beat the wind. Right. And so you want wind at your back and you want to make sure that when you're thinking of your target audience, that you're going after an industry that has growth behind it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You probably don't want to do a, an industry that is based off DOS machines right now. Exactly. Right so, there. I'm showing my age by saying DOS. Yep. 
I, I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah, well, yeah, we can both tell, tell here. So you can't see you can't see mine here because I'm hiding all the you know the bald spots, but you know that part <laughs> there. So that part there. Okay, let's get to question number three. What other top CEOs and business owners and influencers that you know that are successful, like yourself, that you would like to acknowledge as a leader and should be a guest on my podcast? Okay, so uh, one of them is Larry Fisher. Larry Fisher is, was the president of Rise Interactive when I was the CEO. He has been my successor. Uh, I have learned so much from him and he's doing absolutely a phenomenal job. Uh, another one is Jason McAllister, who is one of my clients. And he is doing a brilliant job at growing his business. His year-over-year numbers are off the charts uh, and the, you know, actually use his services. Service is phenomenal, but he's just a great, great growth CEO that people could learn a ton from. Perfect. I'll look them both up here. Number four, final yep. fun question. So John, tell me about your first sale. Uh, I'm going to tell you about just the theme of first sales. So okay. my, my first sale of this business was Karchmar Insurance. Another person I think would be a great target for, uh, your podcast. He's doing a great job as well in terms of growing his business. Um, but he was a pilot customer. And when I take my first client at Rise Interactive, uh, it was a pilot customer. And what I try to explain to people is when you first get started, it is not about the money. It is about the stories. Mm -hmm. And so you, you generally will discount your rate substantially to find people who will take a chance on you and will grow uh, your organization. And so in every single business, I have not worried about price for my first customer. What I've worried about is a beta customer that understands that they're going to be a guinea pig, that understands that you're going to learn, that they're going to learn, and that you'll grow with them. Absolutely. And, and to add on to that, you know, I've done beta programs as well. And the yeah. beautiful part about a beta program is when they know it's a beta and you mess up, you have a one word answer, beta. Exactly. And then they're like, so, well, yeah, I, I kind of walked into that one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and they're generally very understanding and they also give you a ton of feedback and feedback or, uh, and ideas of how to improve the product and service. But the idea is that when you go to your next client, you know, you have a case study and a story that you can use that's going to help you win that next client. And so I, I've always been a big believer in using stories of, you know, understanding someone's pain and providing a reference point of how you're going to be able to solve that pain through what you've done with other people. But you need to build a library of stories in order to be successful. Perfect. I actually agree there. So John, you now have one minute and 25 seconds left. So we can do a couple of things. We can do some promo time. You can talk about what's on that a bookcase behind you. You can talk about the weather. <laughs> or since the best know when to be concise and when to end early, we end early. Go for it. You know, what I'd like people to think about is when you're looking to grow your business, there are a few things I've seen. The first is that you need to be able to answer this question really simply. What percent of your revenue do you spend on sales and marketing? Mm -hmm. Philosophically, you want it to be as much as you possibly can. What I found is and a lot of people might not even know what this word means, but your chart of accounts, which is how you organize your finances, you need to be able to group it so you can easily see what your sales and marketing is. Okay. Once that is done, you need to have a sophisticated budgeting process. Right. You need to close the books as quickly as possible to see how you're doing against your budget. The other element that I am seeing that companies can use extensive help with is organizational design. 
So as the CEO, you do not want to hold every single seat of your business. You want to build a leadership team that allows other people to grow. Absolutely. I totally agree. And you pulled it off with 10 seconds to spare. Four questions, Excellent. eight minutes and eight seconds because 808 looks like Bob. John, say your website real quick. Ramseyinnovations.com. It's in the description. It's magic. John, thank you so much for being on. Tip of the hat to you. Thank you so much, Bob. Really appreciate being on. You're this. welcome. And everyone else who's listening or watching, I'm legally required to tell you to like, share, comment, subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell, give it five stars, whatever the social media network tells you to do. And I am Bob Clark with the 808 Podcast. You all have a wonderful day now. Talk to you later. Bye.